Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Podcast Network. Um, also a clear productions piece. Uh it is me, it's me, it's the midnight writer. Um holding down full with my man big guy KG. And as they always do, when they always talk about it, when it comes to this night of night of all weeks, they say Thursday night. The real now, yeah. So, what's going on, big guy? How you feeling today, man? I love it. I feel, I feel great. <laughs> I feel great, man. That's what's up, man. I have no, 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 no qualms, no issues. Uh, I'm, I'm. I got a couple of questions for you tonight. We got a few things to get into, but. We got to pay some bills first. First and foremost, Christmas is around the corner. Please, please, please go to www.buyfortmose.com. Get yourself or the drinker, the smoker in your life, a bourbon, a rye, a whiskey, anything. And there's a limited time. There's a um, Caribbean rum that's on sale also for like $39.99. So if you don't like whiskey or bourbon, you get that. But you got to use discount slash maniacs um, in order to get that. All right. So don't forget, it's www.byfortmostsay.com forward slash discount forward slash maniacs. That's one. Number two. It's also Christmas time. You might be, you know, if you're living on the eastern seaboard, you don't know what kind of car you're going to drive. You want to, you don't want to walk to work. Put it that way. And you need some wheels. You have to visit Helen Hunt Motors. This show is sponsored by Helen Hunt Motors. You need a car that's going to get you from point A to point B. But your, your change is strange. Your money's funny. Your credit won't get it. Helen Hunt Motors is where you need to come. I, myself, am the head sales manager of Helen Hunt Motors. So whatever you need, you come see us. It's only one location, so it's near you. You need a great car. Go to Helen Hunt for it. Thank you. Um, no, no, no. Yes, sir. I have nothing to say, man, because you're going to actually start getting phone calls messages asking about Helen Hunt. I don't see it online. I don't see a website what, for it. What you mean? Going to start. I'm already getting, I get phone calls. I get messages. Everything. I've had family members say, hey, I need a car. Uh, Can you help me out? What, what kind of cars you be having on your lap? <laughs> but then when I show them the collection, they ain't too happy. Mm. Now we got, we got a hell of a collection now. Got a hell of a collection. It's okay. good. It's good. Mm-hmm. But it may if it's not up to your standard, hey, ain't nothing I can do. We do on-the-spot financing as well. So moving right along. Uh, before we go any further, if you're a prayer warrior, you're your 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 don't I don't care what your faith is, I don't care if you believe in the universe. I don't, I don't care what you believe in. I just need everybody 
that believes in something, that believes in somebody, come together and at this holiday time, we, you know, good friend Rose, he's he down right now and he's under the weather. Pick him back up as a community. Uh, I was telling the Midnight Rider off camera when it comes to Rawls, Scooter, Duval Pole. <laughs> let, me, let me rephrase that. Thanos, Scooter, and Duval Pole. Those three dudes have come into this, 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 this sanctuary of the Sideline Junkies podcast, and they've killed it each time. Those three dudes have permanent chairs that sit under the table no matter where we're at. I love it. I love what they do. One of our guys is down. They came in and they made themselves family for what they do to what they did on the show, plus also what they do in the group, keeping the conversations going. One of the family is down, so we got to lift them back up. We got to, if you pray, please pray. If you don't, that's fine. Just offer words of encouragement, whatever you got. But just pick the brother yeah, back then- I know he's monitoring the sideline junkies chat. So even if you throw him a message in the chat um, and you can't get to him, just throw a message in the chat and he'll see it, man. So yeah. uh, let's just make sure we show him some love, some kind of way. Um, just let him know we're thinking about him uh, because that, that brother's been through a lot and this is a tough time of year. Um, and especially, you know, let's keep his kids held up too because, you know, they lost moms not too long ago. Now you got dad in a precarious situation. So let's just offer some things up. Um, I don't know who if there's any cooks or anything like that. Maybe somebody can offer to take some food by whatever we want to do it. But um, you know, let's get some ideas together and let's talk it up in the chat, KG, and then let's reach out to him to see what we can do. Most definitely. And uh speaking of which, you never let me know how that London bro came out. Speaking of cooks. Bruh, let's not even talk about the London broil this week, man. Did so I made the broil. No, no, I made the broil. Uh-huh. I was like, all right, I'm going to save it for Monday. So I cut a piece off. Nice, tender. Only thing I messed up on was um, when I took everything out of the pan, I, the pan slipped and I dumped the juice out by accident. And so they is. They is. <laughs> We've been missing this dude in the comments. They is. Thanos himself has arrived, Rose. Um, so then Monday came in. My stomach just wasn't like my stomach wasn't stomaching it or whatever it was. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna chill today. Came in Tuesday. My job fed me all day Tuesday. So I had barbecue at lunch, barbecue for dinner. Came back Wednesday, my stomach still wasn't right. So, um, we've been taking drugs all day, trying to get it right. Uh, we might try to broil tonight. We might wait till tomorrow. So, yeah. Like, this week, I cooked two nice meals, and I haven't been able to touch them. You, you're a true thug in the street. If you cook that on Sunday, and it's almost Friday, you get ready to go back for that. Hey, it's a bit in the fridge, man. I mean... I'm the, I'm the same way. I got to sneak and do it, but I'm the same way. Speaking I'll of food. No, no, no. Now, Friday's the last day, though. Because <laughs> then it goes in the trash can. Okay. Saturday morning, we dumping all the, the containers out. We put the containers in the, in the um you know, in the dishwasher, and we start start all over. Gotcha. 
Speaking of food, before we get to this Thursday night game, we got time. April, I need everybody to get together. We're going to meet in a central spot. We're going to take ourselves down to Newburgh, Maryland. I'm going to get y'all some real ribs. Eric Wheeler, you, Ross, everybody that's in the area, we going down Newburgh. Bring, we, can, we can bring the car because they take the car now. So we're going, we're going down Newburgh. We're going to get some real ribs. And we might even go over to Cobb Island and find a spot on the water to sit down and eat. But we're going down there deep. I'm going to show y'all some real ribs, some real barbecue chicken. All right, that's what's up. So that's April. I'll find out the weekend that he opens. The weekend that he opens, we on our way. Oh, don't forget, um, I got to double check with Hill, but I think All In Sports is doing a show live from uh, Today's Pizza up in Northwest off of Georgia Avenue. That's the place with the, um, they got the oxtail pizza, mm. jerk pizza. Um, I think they got a shrimp pizza and all that stuff. So I got to figure out, make sure that's still the date, the 30th. And okay. How many people he's trying to have up there? Because. Yeah. All right. The 30th of December? Yep. Okay. We had to talk about that off air. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just, just something I got thought out there because I know you talked about it. All right. And Ross said that sounds like a plane. That's all I need. We'll, 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 matter of fact, when we finish this, I'll make an event. And we'll, we'll, we'll I'll send it, send it out to everybody in the group. This, this dog, you talking, I'm the wrong guy to send an event to. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, I, I, I know like, I can remind you. Hey, my don't say this weekend. My son's mother called me one day. Oh, she called me like um in September. How many people you got coming to Josh's graduation? What? Huh? We ain't even made it to the new year yet. What are you talking about? I don't know. Give me five. I don't know. Say five people. Do I need tickets? What are we doing here? So <laughs> yeah, man. Famous line. What are we doing here? There we go. What are we doing here? Do I say it that much? Yes. Because every time <laughs> I, you say it so much, I'm sitting there and I'm sitting in traffic. Come, What are we doing here? I'm, that's what I'm, I'm in traffic. I had a contractor today was talking to me. He's like, well, I want you to do this. I want you. What, hey, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, that's how my instant rubbed off on me. So that, that's how. Oh, oh, man, I got to I got to go back and listen to that now. Because you said it the other day and I was like, that sounds familiar. Exactly. Now, uh, this is that that has been your foodie section of the sideline junkies, but we're gonna get it right in 2024. Ain't no more putting it off. I say maybe once a month we find a good spot to hit as a whole, as a group, and just find some good places to eat, hole in the walls or whatever. Like, excuse me, we might run so deep that they may not be able to accommodate us, but right, we, we can go in there in smaller groups, we'll be all right. But Thursday night football is upon us. Our lines are brought to you by our official, unofficial line provider and fan duel. Uh, Saints versus Rams in L.A. at SoFi Stadium. Rams are four and a half point favorites. Over under is 45 and a half. Uh, Midnight Rider, we normally take the under on these games, but as of last week, we had a 63 to 21 blowout. Uh, Do you think we're going to get something? Close to that tonight. So my fan duel account needs this to be a little electric. It doesn't have to be fully. Um, 
I still think this is going to hit under. Uh, I just don't know if the Saints can pull their weight in this ball game. Uh, I like what the Rams have done or are doing with their offense. I think the Rams can get to 24 to 28 points with no problem. The question becomes, can the Saints get to the 20 points we need to get to the over? And I don't believe in that. I just It's just something when I watch Derek Carr. I don't – I think – that's that last season with the Raiders took a lot out of them. And I'm not talking about um I'm talking about some of his physical. I think some of it was mental as well. Um, because that year that year with um Basaccia, they dealt with the rug situation. Uh they were dealing with um guys cutting guys uh that were first round drive picks. They just had a lot of stuff going on and he held that team together and um for McDaniels to come in and kind of just brush him to the side after that. Um, it's a little frustrating. And I think that kind of t- took a toll on him. The good thing he's got Kamara, but I think I think the other thing that hurts them right now is Michael Thomas. It just isn't Michael Thomas anymore. And I think he's a guy that's going to have to get cut this all season. And you go in the draft and they take a kid like um, Michael Neighbors, Keon Coleman, one of these young receivers in the, in the draft, because they'll probably be in the mid – the mid teens um based on their record so i think that's where it's going to end up being so for this game the prediction is um i'm gonna take the rams in the points and i'm taking the over so rams win rams cover and um under the 45 and a half hmm. it's crazy you say that because the saints the saints are the New York Knicks of football. They're not hot. They're not cold. They're lukewarm. They're like right down the middle. They're middle. Of, they're middle of the road team, and that's not Saints football. The Saints normally can run with the best of them, pass with the best of them. Got one of the best defenses normally. If they have to come in and they blow the doors off somebody, that was that was the thing. It seemed like they've gone back and regressed. Maybe it was Drew Brees. Maybe it was Sean Payton that made them what, what it is. But Kamara is not as explosive as he should be. And Derek Carr should be feeding him out of the backfield quickly. You know, when things break down, drop it to him. When, I mean, Olave, when Olave is healthy, oh boy, is a piece. He's a right. dog. Michael I Thomas, I think, I think it's time to go ahead and cut your losses with him because I don't think he'll ever be who he once was. It's like he, his ankle hurt. His leg hurt. His eyelid hurt. His pinky hurt. It's always something that keeps him out of a game. So, and I'm not knocking him for it. It happens. But I think it's time to cut your losses. Let him go be free. Find some other home. But you got to cut your losses and get some receivers and possibly a tight end. But both teams Go ahead. As you were saying that, that's the first thing I thought about was trying to figure out who the tight end. The tight end is a combination of Taysom Hill and then the converted wide receiver Johnson. Um, I just think they probably need to go get somebody. Uh, I'm just going to say it now. Whoever whoever our tight end is that's graduating this year, go ahead and call them up because they want to run. The Porter's playing Pro Bowl tight end for the Detroit Lions. He's probably going to set a touchdown record for rookie tight ends um the proof is in the pudding if you don't know then you better find out 
do some research. So I think they need to go to – I'm dead serious, big guy. Get you an hour tight end. He's, he's going to block. He's going to be able to catch the ball at the field, backfield. And you know for a fact he's going to be able to get things done, man. So I, that's how I see it. Sorry to cut you off, man. No, 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 no. And I agree with you. I'm trying to think of the last time. Jimmy Graham was probably the last tight end they had that was really burning people up. And a contract issue was what kept that from going and blossoming into something better. They had a they had a Jared Cook stretch. Jared um, Cook, yeah. there. But, I mean, Cook's the guy that he's got all the tools, but he'll play a couple good seasons and he'll disappear. And then he'll come back and get resurrected for a year. So you're about right, man. You're about right. Okay. Uh, something that was said real quick before we, before I get my pick. I don't know who this guy was. He said Lamar Jackson is a poor, poor version of Taysom Hill because Taysom Hill does everything that Lamar Jackson does better. I would never listen to that person ever again. I mean, when I tell you, I've seen some dumb takes on sports today. I've seen yesterday was dumb takes on life. Today was dumb takes on sports. Anyway. Are we touching? Are we touching the Rashad Minnell whole thing? <laughs> we could touch that. Okay. And we could touch. Uh, we we could touch. We we can touch that now. We can we can go. I, I picked the Rams and there's some Rams uh cover, and give me the under. Rams uh twenty. Mm, Saints fourteen. Um, Rashad Mendenhall. Let me let me let me get a band up banner up here. Uh, I mean, we ain't got to spend nothing long on this because I thought this was a crazy statement. I get tired of athletes when they think about people covering the sport. And there's some fans that had the same thought process. They're always like, well, what did you do? What was your career like? And sometimes being able to explain the game, some people are just better at explaining what's going on than actually performing in that thing. That's a little thing called talent. And, yeah. and the fact that he said he's tired of these average white guys, um, and then we should have a um, what was it, an all white versus an all black um, game, and then of course, thanks to the Twitterverse and thanks to the the people that do podcasts, one of the podcasts like went into it. Um, they just did the white offense versus the black defense. Uh, it was pretty interesting. The white team had a lot of tight ends, a lot of offensive linemen. Um, but their receiving call was terrible. It was like Thielen, Cup. Oh, we're talking um, active plays. Yeah, I guess we're, he's talking active plays. we're talking active plays. Yeah, I think he's talking active plays. I don't think he was talking um, – then, then that that argument becomes even different. Uh, and then somebody's called it the, the Civil War Bowl. And it's just – I mean, I think he did a, did a good job because if he's trying to bring attention to – um, a podcast or something he's covering, he's going he's gonna to get some eyes. He's going to get some ears to see what other takes he has. But, I mean, on the other point of this, didn't make sense to me. I'm going to say this. We as a people are divided. And a divide is not just one big divide down the middle. We're divided by communities. You know, you have... 
this race and this race, you got them split. Then you go inside of that race, you got splits inside of that race with people on opposite sides. You got so much division. Then you would say something like this, sports related, that was stupid as fuck. You need to have your left leg spread out as far as it go, have your right leg spread out as far as it go, and you need to have Justin Tucker kick you in the nuts. Shattered dreams. Go dust. That's the fuck you need for making that dumbass tape. We got enough problems in this country. We don't need to be divided by something like that. And in my personal experience, guys that played the game but weren't stars, but they were the backups and third stringers, they make the best analysts because guess what? They seen the game close up to know straight up okay this is what's this is what i see and they sit there and they pick it apart how long was romo a backup before he became a starter look at the way he breaks down film orlovsky danny cannell for a little while but danny cannell makes dumb statements too but a lot of guys that sat on the bench and watched when you got basketball players mike brown played in the nba but he was not a star mike brown's a damn good coach you show me a great player that becomes a great analyst or a great coach in any color. It's few and far between. I mean, like, I think Isaiah was a good coach. I think he was um, a great analyst. I think um, Bird was a great player, great coach. Um, then after that, you start having to reach around and find stuff and like, do you consider Doc Rivers a great player? Um, Clive Frazier, you know, the you know, you some of the local guys, you know, stuff like that. But the thing that people don't get is sometimes when you're the backup, you have to do you don't have the talent that the other person do does, so you have to go that extra step, and that extra step is that extra hour to two hours of film study. That extra step is maybe spending that extra hour with the um with the OC or the QB coach, because you're trying to understand the concepts and why we run this, because you can't do it with your physical ability, but as long as you know it mentally, you can process it. So that's where I think people make the mistake at. I I just think that that right there, he could have kept that to himself. Totally agree. He could have kept that to himself. He didn't have to tweet that. That goes into the same... let the dogs out yeah pretty much that goes to the same bag as uh rob parker saying rg3 doesn't know how to be a black man he's a cornball that put that in that bag put that in the bag with what rashad mendenhall said some of the stuff a lot of the stuff that jason whitlock has said put it in the bag and i got a lot of other people we got a big it's gonna be a big bag put in the bag Put in a in a tote, not, not in a fucking tote. Put in a treasure chest. Lock that some bitch. Take it out to the middle of the ocean and put it in the fucking ocean and never speak of it again. All right, let's go. Moving right along. This is uh something you wanted to talk about. I help me caps rookie Ivan Mirishin. Hold up, hold up. 
Mirage Nacheco. Okay. I've been working on it all day, KG. <laughs> Sat down. I called the KG beat. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah. So the reason I brought him up uh, was because this kid, right before he was drafted, was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, he was one of the top prospects. He fell to number 11 because of the diagnosis. Last night, um, he made his Caps debut. Uh, he made a couple shots on goal. The Caps did get the win. He didn't get any points. But based on everything I've heard today from the people that I trusted with hockey, he made an impression. Uh, he's supposed to be one of the guys that they're going to build around him and Conor McGregor um, in terms of the future and getting this team to a place where they can continue what Ovechkin and company has built up. So I just wanted to just put that story on everybody's plate um, because, I mean, that's a that's a great feat for him to overcome cancer. And in a year and or two years' time, he's back on the ice playing in a sport that he loves. And he's back in the NHL. Now, is he going to stay? I think once the guys like Oshie and everybody comes back, I think they'll send him back down unless he makes himself irreplaceable. So he has a chance. He's going to get playing time. So we'll see how that plays out. Plus the Caps have won four. I got, they've gotten points in four of their last six ball games, And they're tied for the eighth spot, or they have the eighth spot, I should say, in the conference. So they're in the playoff spot. We see how they play it out the rest of the way. Tonight they have Columbus. And I think Columbus is one of the hotter teams uh, because they've scored uh, more goals in their last this road trip than any team. I think they've got 13 goals on this road trip so far. Hmm. I need to really get back into my caps watching. That's something that I love to do. And I, I've been off of it this season because I've been so frustrated with sports. Command is losing. Bulls are shit. Caps are up and down, but they're they're okay. Wizards are shit. And I just I just like, you know what? I really don't want to do it to myself. So, you know, I've been turning on the game playing 2K so I can feel good about basketball for a reason. So but I need to get back into my caps watching because you said something, I believe it was Tuesday. We were talking about goalies for the caps. And I said, I oh. realized that, huh? Yeah, go ahead. I realize I don't know any of the goalies on this team. And I know every goalie on the Caps. I know the, the, the goalies here in D.C. I know the ones in Hershey. Like, I'm I'm a lover of goalies. And people say, well, if you love goalies so much, who's your favorite goalie? I said, I got quite a few. But Ole, Olaf Kozik is my favorite goalie of all time. Maybe not the, the greatest, but Ole the goalie is my guy. I love them. Ron Hextall, Patrick Waugh. These are guys that I watched, and I I don't know if it's ever happened. I wanted to be the first black goalie in the NHL at one point in time in my life. My mother asked me, she said, You think you can you can I said, I ain't got the I don't have to skate, baby. All I gotta do is man that net. Ain't nothing getting past me. I said, if I can, I said, I don't think I'm flexible enough to get in the butterfly position, but I'll be all right. I'm, so, a, I'm a goalie lover. So this is to uh, Darcy Kemper, who they picked up as a free agent from Colorado a year ago. 
um, after the Henrik Lundqvist situation. And then they also have a kid, Charlie Lindgren. That's his name. I kept trying to make him Charlie Liebrandt, the crafty lefty for um, the Rangers, but it's Lindgren. And Lindgren's in goal tonight. Uh, and he's actually been playing solid hockey to the point where <clears throat> uh, I think they're going to change up their rotation because I think they're going to be at a they're going to be in an alternating situation sometimes. Or you know, we get on the weekend, he might get two of the three as opposed to Kemper getting it. So it's going to be interesting to see how um, the coach plays this out in, in the long run. Here's a question for you. What happened to Hopi? How did Hopi go bad? Like, I thought he was going to be our next good goalie, Lex, great goalie. But you got to remember that the um, the cap came in right around when he wanted to get paid, right, right after the the um, the World the um, Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. So, so what happens is you had to, you know, in hockey, it's not a soft cap. It's not a cap you can manipulate. It's a hard cap. So I think he, they had to make a choice, and they had to let him go in that scenario. Um, and then they let another goalie go, and he came back. I forgot who that was. Um, <clears throat> but still, it's just, it's just one of those situations. And then they've – I mean, they have so many goalies. I mean, if you look around hockey right now, a lot of teams have former Caps goalies. You know, there's Varlamov up in um, up in New York. You know, Hopi's playing somewhere right now. There's guys all across this league. Um, litter, the league is littered with Caps, former Cap hockey. I mean, former Caps goalies. So um, that's one thing they can produce. And Ross says, Ed Balfour and Curtis Joseph. Cujo! Yep, I know. I I know Curtis Joseph because of the, the face mask. Like that's another thing. When that when that came in, and you start seeing the 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 the, the uh custom the face mask. Oh my god! The one that I wanted, I wanted something like a big ass mouth opening up, my face being in the joint, and then like ah, it's just so many designs that I had. I was like, they should put that on NHL and let me be a goalie so I can divide, design my own shit. But we got we I gotta get back into this uh to this hockey thing. Oh, speaking of hockey, Ross, when you get better, I have to come see you because I got a I got a book bag and two notebooks full of cards. I need you to take a look at. I need you to take a look at and tell me what I got on my hands. I've been meaning to say something to you about it and I forgot because I, I put my cards away and I try not to take them out, but I got some stuff and I would love for you to take a look at it and tell me what you think. If I got something on my hands or not, or is it just sentimental value? Um, question of the evening. Uh-oh. Got a question of the evening. Now, this is my question to the Midnight Rider. He has not been privy to this question before this moment. I just told him it's, it's NBA, and that's all he knows. Uh, we haven't talked about it. Draymond Green. This man has choked Rudy Gobert this year. He punched uh old boy from uh what's the name? Like he just all off punching, huh? Yurkich or yeah, Yurkich. He, he he punched him. He suspended. I think that was more of a more of a slap. I think that was more five fingers to the face than a, than a punch. I don't know. We gotta check the videotape, and we gotta we gotta see that fist was closed. But all right, so what's the question? 
But we the question is, with this indefinite suspension, it's a two-parter. Number one, do you think the Warriors move on from him? Number two, if the Warriors do move on from him, does he even have a place in this league anymore? Does anybody want to put up with his antics anymore? So question one is is about him and the Warriors and him staying with the Warriors? Yes. Do, do the, the question one is, do the Warriors move on from him? Um, I think they have to because it's just the people that have to pay and the young guys that they need to get minutes. Like they need to start figuring out what, what Kaminga is. Um, and some of the younger guys that they drafted, they just need to start seeing what that's going to be. And then you got to start figuring out who's the next guy because Wiggins has not come back to be anywhere close to what Wiggins used to be. And that's not saying much, but Wiggins used to be able to at least get you 18. I don't know what he's giving you right now. You know, so you got to figure out what his personal situation is. And then you got to think about the cap floor and the cap ceiling. And what where are they in regards to that luxury tax? So they've got some decisions to make. And I think I think Draymond becomes a casualty of that, of that scenario because they have to start moving some salaries off of the, these books. And I think Clay Thompson did them a favor by not taking the two-year $48 million extension that they offered him. So because that's out of the window now or out of the way, and they can just walk away from Clay without having to pay him anything, I think they're fine right there in that term of it. The question becomes who's next. And as far as Wiggins, he's giving you 12 points, four rebounds, and a one assist, 42% from the field. But yeah. he was going through something where I think his wife was pregnant and she was having complications with the pregnancy. There's been a lot of stories. So some of this would be reckless speculation because there was one talk about it not being his kids, multiple yeah. plural. It was about. And I, 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 know, I, I know he came out and refuted that. But I think she was having problems during the pregnancy. And that, let me tell you something. When a woman is pregnant with your child, she's having problems with the pregnancy. That right there weighs on you. That weighs on your mental as a father, as a man. So if that's if that was the case, if that is the case, Godspeed. I pray for him. But it's going to take a while to come back from that. That's not something you just get over. You just don't get over that. Oh, I'm fine. So patience is the key. Now, two-part question. The second part of the question. The Warriors move on from he becomes a casualty. Who wants to put up with his antics? Somebody's going to do it. I mean, I, I mean, we, we're talking about some of these guys that are getting signed and the deals they're getting signed to. Like, we would never get that person that money, but they're getting that money. So somebody's going to take a chance on them. Who? I don't know. Like, I don't have the magic elixir to think of who would be ready to deal with Draymond, but somebody that's probably on the cusp of being a um, contender, and they need somebody that just, instead of him being a scorer, they just need somebody to help get the basketball moved around and space the floor. And Draymond's good at that. Draymond's a point forward, but he's able to also, he's cerebral enough where, you know, he can get you to the next play or get you to the easy shot. Here's a a thing. A I think this has been this has been happening. This is the handwriting's been on a wall for quite yeah. some time with Draymond. From he being a reason, one of the reasons that KD left Golden State. That comment, and I, I I'm not gonna say I love Draymond. I like him, 
He's a good dude. But my God, man, telling somebody, hey, we don't need you, dog. Y'all was 72 and 9. 72 and 9 ain't 72 and 10 because uh 72 and 10 got a ring to it. But uh, I, I I don't that was a comment that shouldn't have been made. And Ross says uh Lakers could LeBron help him. I think LeBron could because as their closeness, but I think he would tear up the chemistry. <laughs> no, 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 Ross. No, no. It's it's worth a shot. No. Okay. No. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, he's kind of like I Patrick Beverly annoys me, right? Right, but Patrick Beverly doesn't step over the line where it's always it's physical or he does something detrimental to his team. Right. Now, now that's my whole point. Patrick Beverly annoys me, but Draymond he annoys me. He like people say, "Man, are you scared of him?" Like as people, and here's the thing. Somebody brought up a point. They was like, oh, y'all talk about the physicality of the 80s and the 90s. He just bringing it back. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, nah. That's not it. Well, I heard somebody say a better comment. They were like, he's he's bringing this physicality, but the problem is that no one in this league has stepped up to match him and to put his antics on him. Make him have to, you know, be the person that gets smacked in the face or the guy that gets kicked in the crown jewels. Mm. Here's the thing. I'm not, I understand how 80s basketball worked. There were no easy layups. So you got clothesline. You couldn't come. It was almost like jail ball. I get it. Now it's like, you know, guys turn out the way and they move and Ole defense and everything like that. But, do I want to see people get murdered going to the hole? Nah, man. Like, this dude has stepped in people's nuts. He's kicked people in the nuts. He stepped in chests. Choked Rudy Gobert. You know, he punched Nurkic. Like, you punched your own teammate, dog. I'm okay with the um with the Gobert choking, I mean. <laughs> well, I mean, I think everybody was okay with it. That's why he didn't get suspended for I think that Adam Silver was like, yeah. Okay. Don't do that. Right, right, right. Don't do that on TV. Hey, Draymond, can you don't do that again? Good job, good job. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, yeah, so. I still think, uh, I still think a lot of people hold a lot of hate for Gobert during the pandemic at that press conference where he rubbed his hands over everything and then he tested positive for COVID. And shut yeah, the whole league down. Everybody awesome. still holds holds a lot of hatred towards him because of that. Because he's being reckless and careless. Yeah, trying to be funny. Like I just. We'll be anyway, done next. Um, going back to the hockey mask. Uh, Raw said, "Uh, Brian Haywood for the Sharks had an open mouth mask on his mask." Yeah. See that? That's another thing I want to get into. I want to get into collecting hockey masks. Now, I don't know where I'm going to put them yet. I might need me a bookcase, but I don't think my wife going to let me hang that on, on, on the wall. She ain't going to let me hang a lot of that stuff on the wall. So, like, I, I really, I'm waiting on her to, I need to send her on a vacation alone 
so I can hang my basketball court where we want it. We got to find the studs in the wall so we can put the basketball court up. Hey, Ben, if we have open gym in this thing, we running hole. You coming? I'm good, man. I can't you even do I can barely get my arm over my, my – what? I'm going to be shooting Rick Berry style. That's fine. See, no, like, I he shoot free throws. That's yeah. like my jumper. But see, that, you know what? That, that's cool because you know what you could do? Me and you could be on teams. You could do that. And I'm coming down off the baseline just dunking the joints, man. That's why I want a house with high ceilings. Crazy I want a house man. with high ceilings because my living room is going to be nothing but a basketball court. No furniture. I'm just going to hang my basketball courts. Mm. Yeah, let's see if um, she not. she's yeah. not. See, yeah. she, she would have been out here, but she on the phone, so she can't hear what I'm saying. So I can talk all the shit that I want. Okay. And Ross, I appreciate that. You get well. You let me know when you're ready. I'll bring everything up to you, and I'll take we, we take a look at it. You tell me what I got. You tell me what I got. Hopefully, I got something good. Um, It's time to wrap that shit up, B. Uh, Midnight Rider, I'm sitting here. I'm looking over the NBA. Uh, somebody posted something. I was going to send it to you, but I was like, ah, I'm going to leave them alone about it. They were talking about the Lakers hanging that banner, and, oh, everybody's ripping LeBron over this. And Now, LeBron never wanted to hang the banner in the first place. And I had to say in a couple comments, you know the NBA is forcing them to do this, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, Eric Fisher came out today and made a comment like, this is why you don't celebrate championships in season. But I know a guy that said early on that after the tournament was over, the teams that went far, you're going to see some backlash or some repercussions from this because they played with a level of intensity that you don't normally play basketball in November, December with. So there's going to be a letdown. And the Lakers have lost four or five. They lost to my Bulls last night, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And it's not because they celebrated the championship. It's because they exerted themselves in a way that they wouldn't normally exert themselves this time of year. Uh, so that's that's really what's going on. And yes, the Lakers had to do this. And I'm just mad where they put the banner at because it's right in line with the championship banners, the, the real ones. So it's like I heard the Sesame Strong, which one of these don't belong? Um, or how this song goes. But yeah, man. One of these banners is not like the other. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Ross said, my parents growing up, we had full court Nerf basketball games. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Like, story time. <laughs> I bought, uh, where did I go? I went to Anthem Sports. I wanted to find me a good basketball court. I used to have this, uh, this um, trash can basketball court back in, when I was maybe like 13. I bought it. It had a, a brass rim. And you could actually shoot paper and you clip it on the on the, on the trash can, you shoot paper in it. So in my room, I would just shoot paper and it had a brass rim, a thick plastic backboard and everything. But if I wanted to put it on the door, I could put it on the door and everything. And I had a little sponge ball with it and everything. So I wanted to find something like that on a bigger scale. And I found one. And it's like 36 inches wide, a uh, metal rim. And it's, it's a breakaway rim, so you can, you know, you hold on to it. It bounce back up and everything. Didn't want to hang it on the door. I talked to my brother-in-law, who I called a mad scientist. said, I'm going to put this on the wall right here. He measured it out. 
He said, all right, let's see how much ceiling clearance we got. He found the studs in the wall. He put two anchors in at the top, two anchors at the bottom. We did support on the bottom. He drilled it into the wall for me in our old apartment. We used to have nightly basketball games in the living room. What killed it? Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. What killed it? While the kids were out for the pandemic, they were at home learning. Xavier got caught not once, not twice, but three times on camera in a span of like two weeks playing basketball in the living room when he was supposed to be in class. Mm -mm. So the final straw was him and Akasha were playing one-on-one. He was playing bully ball, and I told her to foul him. She was like, I don't know how. I said, I'll show you. So he tried to play bully ball, and I clotheslined him. I said, clothesline. So she clotheslined him. He got mad. He started bullying her again, so she went to my wife, her mom. Xavier won't let me get the ball. I said, it's make it, take it. She's like, uh-uh, take it down. Xavier cost me my basketball court. So my basketball court has been in the box ever since that day. That's, that's pretty ugly, man. New apartment? Who this? I got so many good spots. I really want to put it over top of the front door. But I don't think I got enough clearance. So that's fine. Okay, buddy. I'm going to figure this out. I got it. And, you know, we, we good. So that's that. But that's just my story of indoor basketball. Because I've had a basketball court in almost every room that I've had from the time I was 13 until I became an adult. When I had my own apartment, I had a basketball court over my front door. So, you you know, you walk in my door, I'm standing behind the door shooting free throws, knocking shit down all day long. Okay. That's that's why I never left the house. But that's just me, man. It's me. It's the love of the game. Before we get out, don't forget, Embiid's on his streak right now. He's got 30 and 10. In his last 12 ball games, the record is 16 ball games held by one Kareem Abdul Jabbar. So that's something to keep an eye out for. And I actually think the 16 game that Kareem had it in that season was the 1971 72 season. So KG is sorry, going to correct me later on um, online, but I think that's when it happened. So that's pretty much all I got. Uh, as far as for me, hey man, it's a it's a beautiful, beautiful night. Chill out, relax yourself. Tomorrow's Friday. WrestleManiacs are off Saturday, so nine times a ten you won't see these lovely faces until Sunday morning, uh, Christmas Eve, and then after that we'll figure out the rest of the week. But until then. That's the Midnight Rider. I'm the big guy, KG. Hey, I'm a dope black dad. We don't do no overtime, y'all. Don't forget to buy Fort Mose. Do something, baby. Put something on them books. Let's go. But we are out of here.